What's your price to seek out and receive a haircut from a stranger named Gopher Gary? The hairstyle is dealer's choice. Or to never eat a restaurant meal ever again. No dining on location, no takeout, no leftovers. Or to compete in a full marathon, blindfolded with no breaks. You must bring either a seeing eye dog or a drunk college student to assist. Let's find out. Sounds good. Guess it's time to play Human Values, your weekly stop for logical debates about illogical questions. Here to give each hypothetical the dialectical, put the O in comedy game show, and stay in our lane when you're working through the pain. We're your hosts, Ann Ruben Corny. And Lindsay Hicks. Also joining us today is a very special guest, Katie Molinaro. Strap on your hokas. It's time to get this baby on the road. are here with food and travel host, internet personality, and purple shirt wearer, Katie Molinaro. Hello. Hi. Hi. It's a purple Halloween shirt. It's got Halloween stuff on it. I see a pumpkin. I see a crescent moon. So it's a little spooky, a skull and a candy. I love that like death and sweets are just such a big part of fall. Yeah, they're like, we just have to remind you that you're going to get a lot of candy, but you're also going to die. That is Halloween. And then sneak up on children. (laughs) (laughs) How have things been for you lately? Just what's life like lately? A lot of hurry up and wait. Oh, yeah. That's my life right now. A lot of great things on the horizon. A lot of things to be excited about. Would you say irons in the fire? Ah, yes. Irons, a lot of irons in the fire. Colonels in the air popper. Ooh. Yes. I found myself with just a lot of free time in the in the past two weeks. A lot of things coming out that I can promote, but it's going to be a lot of me at home in pajamas, I think. I think this is my, uh, I don't know what era this is in my life. Cool pajama time? Cool pajama time. Important pajama question, though. Are you into branded themed pajamas or do you go like solid colors, flannel? Where do you gravitate? Just, you know, sweats that I've had for so long that I just wear as pajamas. Right. They evolve into it or they earn the right. Yeah, they earn the right to to be pajamas. They started off as clothes. Wow. We love an evolution. Yes, the evolution of clothing. It's like a hand-me-down to yourself. Yeah. We should all be a little more conscious about that with our pants shopping, I feel. Just when you get it, say, do you have potential to one day fail as pant, but succeed as jammies? And it's like, it gets more intimate over time, like where it's like outside and people see it. And then over time, you're like, no, this is just for me now. Yeah. And I think, I think that's sensual and beautiful. Like they've lost the right to the pants. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. These don't go out anymore. They stay in. They're inside pants. Just for us, just for me and couch and bed. What's the next tier? Where do pants go after pajamas? Do you retire them or is it like a nice cloth now to... I feel like you make little <laughs> doll clothes out of them. Maybe make a some like a t-shirt for babies. That's exactly what happened. This is something you do? If I could sew, I would do that for sure. Make t-shirts for babies. Out of your old pants. Out of my old pajama pants. It seems like the perfect material, if I'm honest. Yeah. They can throw up on it. It doesn't matter. They can do whatever babies do. I don't know. I've never had one, so I, don't, I can't. I can only imagine. I guess I should. <laughs> I guess I should learn how to sew. Yeah, that's that's what we should learn from all of this. And then, Katie, I can do kind of a service for you, where I'll make your clothes that have passed on from pajamas into clothes for any of your baby friends. 
It's a service I'll offer to you once I learn how. Oh, great. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. We really wanted to use this time to see like if you're comfortable going through your closet with us and just really working through which of your clothes we can adapt into doll clothing. (laughs) And then also like fun stories about I wore these pants to my grandmother's bar mitzvah, right? which seems like an unlikely thing. And we'd be like, wait, what? And then you would have, and then you would launch into like your whole story about it. Yeah. So that's what, that's what I'm hoping for. That could happen. I'm getting a note here from our producer to move past pajamas. And I'm just wondering how we can hunker down on this topic even further. Like now we have to really lean into it now that Rob, Rob said that. Well, now we have to talk about my pajama food and travel show that um, I'm actually hosting. So it's not true. I'm not doing that. People think I'm out all the time traveling and doing and doing things, but it's because I do that in such a concentrated time, like a chunk. I'll travel for like weeks and months at a time, and then I will sit on my couch and just put out the content. People think I'm still out and about doing stuff. And so now I just sleep in my spare time. All right. Well, we're all fans of sleep. But not right now. I'm I'm revved up right now. I couldn't sleep if I tried in this moment. Yeah, let's not even sleep on moving things forward. Katie, we're going to play human values with you. Great. Yeah, the rules are simple. Lindsay's going to throw up three hypothetical questions. Each one is, what's the least amount you'd have to be paid to do the deed? And then we bicker about it and then see how it compares with the audience. Sound good? Sounds great. It sounds good to me. You want to have a pajam session and kick off this new tune? All right, let's talk about first question. What's your price to seek out and receive a haircut from a stranger named Gopher Gary? The hairstyle is dealer's choice. I'm feeling afraid. <laughs> Gopher Gary's picking out the hairstyle. What do you think about that? Feels like an Americana road trip is in order. Why am I seeking out Gopher Gary? Who is this man? I have questions about him. He's a man of mystery. It's to seek him out. So we don't even know where he is. But somewhere in the American landscape as a man named Gopher Gary, we all could presume there's at least one. So the price is what's your price to go on the adventure to find this person and then receive a haircut from them. Think of him as like the Wizard of Oz, a man shrouded in glory and also mystery and secrecy. But he's Gopher Gary. And I'll give you one hell of a haircut. We don't know if it's good or memorable or both or one. It's up to Gary. Go for Gary. Well, what state is most likely to have a man named Go for Gary in it? Let's really work through. Let's let's break this apart. Nevada. You think so? Yeah, I could see that. Where are the most gophers? Arizona, Nevada. I don't know where that's where the gophers are, but I feel like a Go for Gary would live there. Like a hermit? He seems like a hermit. At first I thought he was cool, but now I don't. I don't think Gopher Gary's very cool. What happened? I don't know. I think just the idea of him living somewhere in the middle of Arizona. It gets real hot in Arizona. It gets real hot. There's a lot of rehabilitation centers in Arizona, which I think bodes well for it, but also a lot of, you know, a lot of weird stuff goes on in Arizona. Yeah. I want to believe that Gopher Gary is sober. Oh, a hundred percent. Gopher Gary hasn't touched the stuff since like 1982. Oh, for sure. He's he's definitely in his like late 40s, right? Oh, I was thinking when I think of Gopher Gary, I think of like a kind of like Bill Murray type of what was that golf movie with the gophers? Caddyshack? All I can think of is Caddyshack because there were the there was the whole gopher storyline. Also, heads up, gophers are adorable. 
Yeah, they're really cute. So I feel like somebody that's going to name themselves after gophers is a man that's a survivor and who is adorable and maybe has terrible like night blindness or something because gophers do have vision problems. So I feel like you want to go during the daytime when he can see you. Maybe he lives in a cave, like a fancy cave. A sobriety cave. Yeah, yeah, a sobriety cave. But like, nice. You know, he has a record player, a rug. Does he play video games? I'll ask. I have a reason I ask this. Apparently in the game Among Us, there's a title called Go For Gary People Give Each Other when you hide in vents to kill people a lot. I sound old and don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know if you've ever played really? it. But yeah, if you hide in the vents to as the imposter to kill people, you're called a go for Gary. Whoa, so it made yeah. me think like, is this guy... Like a former hitman? Oh no, I'm thinking, does this guy just play mobile games and troll 12-year-olds in his free time? Oh no, that seems too petty for go for Gary. I feel like his journey through sobriety leads him to like really considering a higher power and keeping your own side of the street clean, so to speak. Lindsay, you sound like you really want to date and or go to Coachella with this guy. I'm really into go for Gary. He sounds wonderful to me. I don't think I'm in love with him, but I do think I love him. Lindsay, I think you're putting a lot of your eggs in one basket here with go for Gary. He doesn't sound that great to me to be honest. <laughs> I'm with Katie. I'm really scared of this person. <laughs> I'm really scared of him. I already know he's going to have to pay me a lot of money to get a haircut from him. Is he the kind of person who like smells you, but he smells you audibly as he cuts your hair? Yeah. Oh, yeah. and you know he's saving that hair. He's not throwing that away. So you can see he's like saving that smell. It went from unappealing to being very unappealing. He's going to keep your hair. He's going to also be like, do you need those fingernails? Can I have some? You are all over the place with this man. Wow. He's a former hitman who loves hair and nails and... Lives in Arizona, but he's from Nevada. Yeah. And Katie and I are terrified of him, and you're <laughs> going to be the first in line to get your hair cut. Oh, yeah. I'm so jazzed about this. I would go tomorrow. But does he give the best haircuts? Is he world-renowned? Do you know his work? We don't know who he is. You don't know what you're going to get. I could get in there and he could cut all my hair off. What do you gain from this? You gain money. So the question is, how much would you have to be paid to go on a mysterious journey to find a mysterious man named Gopher Gary to receive a mysterious haircut? It's an experience. It's an experience, Katie. <laughs> I do like experiences. It's an experience that you can stay in your pajamas for. Because Gopher Gary doesn't give a shit. He sees who you are and he doesn't care what you wear. Katie, I feel like we might enjoy the experience as an anthropological study, whereas I feel like this is like an indie film from 2002 where Lindsay's going to like find either a missing father figure or a new boo. And we don't know which way it's going to go. This is Garden State and I'm Zach Braff and he's he's Natalie Portman and he's got like my manic pixie dream girl. That's exactly what I was thinking about is Garden State. You guys don't go Little Miss Sunshine? You don't see Steve Carell in a bus with you? No. I like where your head's at, though. You want the shins playing. I get it. Oh, a hundred percent. Whoa. Sorry, I just had a moment. Like, you know that new Kate Bush song, Running Up That Hill? That brand new Kate Bush song that, that just came new, out? That brand new Kate <laughs> Bush song that wasn't out in the 80s? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that is the current version of the Garden State soundtrack, that song. Oh. Yeah. It's like that and Master Puppets. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, this is indie music, baby. Yeah. That's the indie music of our generation. Songs that have been out for 
many, many years, years and sometimes decades. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's nice that Kate Bush is having this revival, though. She is very talented. I love it. She, I mean, that song is incredible, has always been incredible, but now I've heard it so many. It literally plays in grocery stores now. Yeah. Go for Gary likes that song. I know it. Go for Gary has Vecna posters all over the place. No, no, no. Go for Gary does not really watch TV. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Go for Gary's not mainstream. There's no way. No, no. You don't think it's just posters of Will everywhere? Absolutely not. Or what was Sam's brother's name? I don't remember. Mullet Man? I don't remember. Mullet Man? Eddie? Billy? It was Billy. We don't speak ill of Eddie. Good, yeah. I think Gopher Gary has like a projector with like a film thing that he blasts onto his like cave wall. Let's stay in 2002. Maybe he has like a TiVo. He's watching old episodes of Pimp My Ride. He's going like retro. I just don't see him watching unscripted television. You don't see him watching American Chopper while he pets his pet gopher? I'm just envisioning such a sensitive version of Gopher Gary because I'm also creating my dream person in this scenario. And I'm like imagining I'm going to get into this cave and be like, Gopher. Lindsay, you're turning into the chick from Phantom Thread. Oh, yeah. And then I'm going to poison him just a little bit every day. (laughs) And he'll be like, thank you. Okay. So to go on this mystery adventure, Katie and I are just going along maybe to try the food out and go on this adventure. We'll stay in our pajamas. And maybe we're there to help rescue Lindsay from a very strange Stockholm Syndrome situation she puts herself in. Yeah. (laughs) And then get haircuts from this guy. What are we thinking this would cost us? How long would it take us to find him, you think? Oh, wow. Just long enough. There's no address. You have to like find him. We're starting right now. It's like we have to go find a person in the America named Gopher Gary, find them and get a haircut from them. Oh, that's so much work. But maybe there's like clues along the way. Like you get to like the world's biggest ball of twine and there's a little gopher symbol on a piece of paper. And then you go to like the next, like the world's biggest lug nut. And then there's another clue with a little gopher logo on it. And then you slowly make your way to the cave. Carrying is creepy. is playing in the background on loop. Does the world know about Gopher Gary? No. It's a secret. It's like an indie thing. It's so indie. I don't even think it's that. I think the challenge is we have to go find who this person is. We just, Right. We don't know. I Googled Gopher Gary before this, and I found that there was a cocaine dealer jailed earlier this year. So we can go. He's in the UK. So we can okay. just go on a trip to Edinburgh and wait for this, <laughs> this early 30s drug dealer to get out of prison and get haircuts from him. Yeah. I don't think you should diminish who he is as a person. I'm sure he did lots of other things in addition to dealing drugs. Yeah. He could have also written a graphic novel. We don't know. He could have found aliens. Yeah. So I think we can all agree within three to four years, we would find this person and get haircuts from them, right? Within three to four years? I was thinking like days. I'm talking, I want to get on a plane or in my car and drive right on over. You have to find him first. This finding is not part of the question. Yes, it is. No, no, no. It is. What's your price to seek out and receive a haircut from a stranger named Gopher Gary? I think you're really taking a lot of liberties with the seek out portion of this. A three-year manhunt that I would give up. I'd give up after like a month. I got it. Yeah. Two weeks. I believe in our love, but I don't want to give up three years of my life. We were getting along a lot better when we were talking about pajamas. Yeah, this got contentious when you gave, when you put a whole time thing on it. Cause now I'm like, I thought I was just going to go get a haircut in Arizona and find my love of my life. Yeah. 
I'm going to say my piece and back off. I want to spend a few years searching for this man. I want to make a real manhunt out of it. I want to find the best version of a gopher Gary. Maybe there's multiple. And then I want to get to know their town. I want to integrate into his community. I want to get to know who he is before I let him take shears to my locks. Okay. You're on a different journey than me because what I want to do is I want to get in my car. I want to pack my dog up. I want to get some snacks going and I want to drive to a cave. Maybe there's a hike involved and that's the seeking out. And then I want to go in there and see the most interesting, ruggedly beautiful person I've ever seen and like sit down and he like, we don't say a word and he just turns on a record and he throws a little cape over me and no words are spoken and he's just cutting my hair and it's like terribly sensual. And he's projecting like, I don't know, apocalypse now on the side of the cave. And then my haircut is done and I don't really like it. And I'm a little upset and he consoles me. And then the rest is really history. He's just whispering, it'll grow back in your ear. It's going to cost me $3,000 to do this. And that's for a wig if it's if the hair is messed up or for an additional haircut in case that, that will fix the problem gas, any car repairs I may need along the way, and food, maybe a hotel, unless I end up staying with Gopher Gary. So I'm going with $3,000. I'm going to say that's a low, you are ready for this in your life. Yeah. I'm seeing my whole future in Gopher Gary. Katie, where, where's your head at with this? Depending on where Gopher Gary lives, I would need, first of all, first class airfare to get to Gopher mm-hmm. Gary, or I would need at least, at least an Uber, like an Uber Black SUV to drive me around or a private, you know what? Private driver. Mm-hmm. I would need a private driver to have me find go for Gary. I'm not going to drive because I do not like driving. That's going to cost a lot of money. My time, first of all, I don't charge less than $1,000 to just show up somewhere. So I got to factor that in. And if I'm showing up for multiple days, SAG rates <laughs> are $1,000 a day. I'm SAG after. I should, I deserve to get paid for my time. So depending on how many days, I mean, at least a hundred thousand dollars, at least that's for me to roll out of bed to see Gopher Gary. You're giving Gia right now. I'm a lot closer to Katie on this than Lindsay. I'm sorry, Lindsay. Oh, I'm okay. This is the sacrifice I've made for love. I'm sitting closer to 50 grand probably, but I'm not, I'm not doing it all in a straight shot. To me, this is money in the bank to finance what is a spread out multi-year journey? I don't do it full time. Maybe I do it on weekends, holidays. You know, maybe I miss a Thanksgiving here and there to go just tr- search a different small town to see if there's a gopher Gary in that town. I start to make it the thing that I get known to do in my free time as I go to different small towns, look for gopher Gary's until I find the right one. And I, I'm with Katie. I want first class airfare. I want to eat well. I want to live well. I want to buy a different pair of pajamas in every town I visit, but only juicy with it on the butt but from every different town. I wish people could see your looks on your faces when I said that. I think that sounds right. Just spread out. Okay. I like it. Do you want to talk audience results? Yeah. I'm excited to hear. All right. So Holly here put $5 million. She said being called Gopher Gary doesn't exactly require him being nuts, eccentric maybe. I picture more of a hippie mountain man type. I imagine you have to get on a list. And if he decides he wants to share his art with you, you get a text message that gives you a date and a time a week prior to the appointment. The location is not given until the night before. He charges a minimum of $10,000 per appointment. His exclusivity warrants the cost. Damn. Okay, Holly. Yeah, I like that. I like that, Holly. Holly put a lot of thought into that. I have a lot of respect for Gopher Gary. No. Honestly, same. 
His art? Oh, God. Yeah. I'm obsessed. Yeah. She, so Holly said she would need $5 million and that that was the high that we had. So look at the low. Two people put $0. Fearless Sherbert 223 on Reddit says, quote, you don't have to pay me to get a haircut from Gopher Gary. I imagine he charges $25 usually for everyone. I already have pretty short hair. So I think he's probably going to buzz cut kooky symbols into my hair, maybe. So you do it for free. Hair grows back. Yeah. The audience average sat around $400,000. Wow. Yeah. Little chunks that they wouldn't, you know, no amount of money to do it. Uh, almost half our audience said 100 bucks or less. And, you know, about 15% said a million plus. Yeah, but Holly's 5 million really drives that average up, doesn't it? Yeah. But 40% under 100. Okay. A lot here about being bald, a lot here about people shaving their heads and just they're down to do it again. Like the worst case scenario of people are saying is bad haircuts. Nothing. No one's worried about Gopher Gary hurting them. That's good. Yeah. Maybe we should all look into that. It never even occurred to me that Gopher Gary could be dangerous, even though he's a former <laughs> hitman. Yeah. Never occurred to me either. Really ready to go into a cave alone with this man with only me and my dog in like a kind of obscure forest cave. You sound ready. Incidentally, today's episode is brought to you by Gopher Gary's Haircut Emporium in Wichita. It's in Kansas? I just threw a little Wichita at you. Do they celebrate Wizard of Oz in Wichita? Like, do they celebrate the movie? Ooh. It's a 12 annual, what would 12 times a year be called? Monthly? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) They have monthly holidays to celebrate. What's 12 times a year? Bringing it back to Wizard of Oz. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about Eaton. My favorite topic of conversation. It's true. What is your price to never eat a restaurant meal ever again? No dining on location, no takeout, no leftovers. What are your friends who are chefs? Are they allowed to cook for you? Yeah, I think they can cook for you if it's at, if it's at your house or their, their house. Yeah, you're just not going to restaurants ever again. Do you guys want to know, according to Business Insider, which states spend the most and the least on eating out? Yeah, I yes. want to know. Do we want to make a game out of it or should they just tell you? I would like to guess. Is it most spending on eating out? Who spends the most on eating out? I have a list of the states that spend the most and a list of the states that spend the least. Okay, here's my guess. Most, it's either New York or San Francisco. San Francisco is not a state. I still love and accept and validate you as you are. Oh, then then probably California, actually. And then least, I'm going to say South Dakota. So New York and California were in the list for the most. But yeah, you didn't hit on the least. Yeah. So Alaska, Massachusetts, New York, Wyoming, Colorado, and California all spend the most on eating out. Whereas Nevada, Arkansas, Mississippi, and Alabama spend the least on eating out. Alaska? Yeah. I guess I could see that. I heard recently that food in Alaska is really expensive. Like in general. Oh. I had friends who went there recently and king crab legs were like, she was like millions of dollars. Oh my God. And this is someone who goes to Disney all the time. For a Disney person to say that's expensive is it's expensive. That's the barometer. Yeah. If you open a weed dispensary in Alaska, would you have to call it Baked Alaska? Ooh, I love a Baked Alaska. Yeah. It's a tasty treat. It is. And also probably something I might never have again if I never went to a restaurant because I can only think of that being at a restaurant. Do either of you eat out a lot? Or do you mostly eat in a lot? I mean, like I got I imagine this is a cornerstone in your life, Katie, that would affect you a lot. Yeah, I eat out for almost every meal. I have a boyfriend who cooks for me now, but before I would I would never cook. I cook now occasionally. Probably will cook tonight because I don't feel like going out. Or I'll get lazy and order 
ordered Thai or Indian food because I can't make that. Yeah, that's hard to make. Going to restaurants is an experience and it's what I spend most of my money on. Yeah, arguably the cost to do this is going to be interesting because incidentally, you'll you'll then recoup even more than that just on what you don't spend. Right. But then what would I spend my money on? Drugs? Yeah. If you want. Yeah, you get messed up and cook at home. It's not very fun. Not eating out is really not fun. For me to do this, it's going to require a lot of like assistance because I enjoy like dining with friends and my apartment is very small. It's not conducive. I want to be able to say I want to host a birthday party in my home, 12 people sitting around a table. I don't have room for that here. I can hardly fit a table in there as it is. So, and I hate to say this because I say it sometimes, but I'm going to need to fix up. I'm going to need a kitchen where I can cook well and a place where I can host, even if it's just a nice little backyard area. You'd have it rough too because you're vegan and you live in LA. So you're living the good life with fine dining options for vegans now. There's so many options all the time. Yeah. So in addition to a place for to feed people and a kitchen to cook in with all of like the fancy like food processor and all of the stuff, I'm going to need like cooking lessons and also sometimes someone to just come and cook. You know what I mean? These things are not cheap. Does that count as eating out if you have someone... I feel like we have to talk about home chefs, right? Like, does that count as dining out? No, it's a restaurant. You're literally in your house where you live. But if you're paying for the food services and you're going to your kitchen, yeah, I guess that's not a restaurant. You're not food certified or whatever. Yeah, you can have anyone can be a chef. Anyone can cook for you. That's true. I feel like I could live with that. It's driving up the price, though. Really? It's what's your price to have Katie's boyfriend come cook for each of us (laughs) for the rest of our lives? Is he a good cook? He's a great cook. Okay. I will say I got a little spoiled at my friend's house in Texas because he has a Michelin star chef that semi lives with him. No. Whoa. So cooks all of his meals. Like paid or housemate? Paid. I have a very well-off friend who is lucky enough to have a live-in Michelin star chef. So that's crazy. If I had access to that, I wouldn't need to go out anymore. Well, that's different than what's the least amount you'd be willing to accept, right? Because the cost to have someone do that, a Michelin star chef is going to cost you hundreds of thousands a year, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. Versus what's your price to never eat out again? I feel like to all of us, we would want a home chef, but you don't need to go that level. Right. Lindsay, you grew up in Texas. Did everyone have a Michelin star chef at home? I didn't know what a Michelin star was until I moved to New York City. I also didn't know that you could eat vegetable or like consume vegetables that weren't directly from a can until I was like 19 years old. I was like Michelin star, what, like Ghostbusters? I didn't understand until much later in my life. So no, that was not my Texan experience. Maybe we make that the rule for us is we we be we be regular humans here. We don't go, right? The least amount you're willing to accept is still going to not be a home chef then. It's going to be you doing this. But I don't know. Maybe that is the least I'll accept because eating out is very important to me. And I am a vegan person and finding things that I can eat is already hard enough. And I don't know how to cook all of these things. And probably I'll learn eventually, but I want to have the option should it come up. Plus, I'm going to have to expand my space. I'm going to need a better kitchen. I'm not saying I need to live the fancy life, but in Los Angeles, it sounds like it's a lot of money, but it doesn't really stretch that far. Yeah. 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 And then also buying all the food, making sure you have the best quality things forever. That's a lot. Yeah. Well, our producer Rob is putting a note here. The average price of a home chef in the U.S. is 30 to $40 an hour. 
So we'd probably just do a retainer, though, at this point. Right. Yeah. I know that there are, like, rich, fancy people who have home chefs who don't live at home, but they prepare all your meals and they just come by once a day to drop off your three meals that they've prepared for you. Yeah. I'd probably do that. I don't know. To me, this seems like it's, like, a couple million dollars. If it's the rest of your life, though, because it's also food, you have to pay for the food, not just the, the labor. And to not go to another restaurant again, like, that's depressing. That sucks. Also, some of my, like, most, like... A friend has a birthday dinner, then suddenly it's like they either schedule it around you and whatever you are willing to do, or they go to their restaurant. Oh, you want your friends to want to come over. I want them to want to do it all at my place, meaning uh, it's got to be cute and I have to have a nice whole setup. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can go out with them and have a beer. Am I supposed to put a whole teppanyaki in my apartment? Am I like, how am I going to go to Benihana? You got to bring Benihana to you. You're going to have to have all the different world flavors there. You want your Indian food. You're going to have to have quarters of your home built out for different chefs and different, unless you have different people cook for you. But if they cook for you and prepare it and bring it to you, I feel like that's cheating this whole game. Yeah, I don't think they can cook it elsewhere and bring it to you. I think it has to be made in your house. But also for teppanyaki, my brother recently had somebody like brought a setup to their house and cooked oh. it all there in like someone's backyard. So that's an option. Like, I don't think you need the setup in your house. They can bring it if it's necessary for whatever the situation is. Okay, I've got a number. My number is $10 million. Mm-hmm. That's for the whole setup, for making sure I can pay for everything. I just want to be set up. And that feels like the safest number I would accept for that, for how difficult it would be. I think that's it, is you're trying to overcome the difficulty, right? Because like many people don't have the means to eat out most of the time. And this isn't trying to be like, how do I live that way? But indefinitely, this is what's the bribe to make you accept this, these terms, but the, the lowest bribe on that. Eating out is so important to me. I lived, I worked in restaurants in New York. I love the process. I love the service. I love the whole thing. I love the wine lists. I love it all. I love traveling and different restaurants and different cities. Like it's such a huge part of my life and something that I love to do so much. And so to lose that, I would have to have something really special to kind of make up for that loss. Katie, do you have a number in mind, a lifestyle for how you would get into this? It's tough because I originally would be like, you couldn't pay me to not eat a restaurant again, because it's like my life. I originally was like $1 billion. I like it. For those of you listening, I did the Dr. Evil thing. It was expertly done. Yeah, it was well done. Like kind of casual. It was a very casual one. I don't know, a hundred million. Could I live off that for the rest of my life? Yeah. I would have to have so much money. I never have to work again. And I could just like be less depressed by going on a bunch of trips. Oh, but then I wouldn't be able to eat anywhere I went. This is horrible. Awful. You would have to buy properties everywhere you travel so you can cook for yourself at home. Yeah. All right. I I need a billion dollars. I'm going back to that. Or you could rent an Airbnb and cook at home. Rent a place where somebody can come and cook. Yeah, it's not so bad. You stop at a Whole Foods. That is true. I could go to Whole Foods. You can go to Whole Foods. You forgot about Whole Foods. Never forget. Never forget about Whole Foods. Every time you're on this podcast, you forget about Whole Foods. Who even lives near Whole Foods in LA? Like there's there's so little Whole Foods. There aren't. I protest. I think there should be more. Erwan is insane. Gelson's is also kind of dumb. Sprouts has its moments. Sprouts is okay. Sprouts is okay when you want like a different Trader Joe. Right. Yeah. yeah you, you won't get good produce there, but you'll get inexpensive produce. No, but if you want somewhere else for food so that you feel like you live a more diverse life. Right. 
You can sprouts. go to Sprouts. Yeah, that's <laughs> Sprouts. We also exist. Like that's their that's their motto. Remember me? Yeah. <laughs> so what's your number? What's your number then? What are you thinking? I'm gonna say a billion. A billion dollars. Wow. Okay. A billion dollars. Well, this is an anti-gopher, Gary. I'm going to go closer to Lindsay on this one. I'm going to say $15 million because I want to do this idea we all talked about. I want Tapanyaki set up in my home. I want I want all the things from all the different cuisines of the world, the cooking setups in my home, and have different people come to do that. The price also is to, is included to help all of the different Jewish mothers in my life not ma- nag me because there's like at least 10 that would all be worried about me eating enough and I want to show them I'm okay. <laughs> I also think that... It would be fun, even if you don't have a chef there to cook at all those different setups and try it. So if you can't go out for Indian, you learn how to cook Indian food and you've got like a real tandoori oven there. Come on. I'd be too depressed. I would I would I would need like 24 hour care to stay at home all the time and not go to restaurants. Okay, good reminder that you're not me. Billions of dollars. Exactly. Billions. I would have you guys over, though, and I'll cook for you guys in this setup and you'll be okay. I'd love that. You'll be all right. You'll be okay. That sounds great. But if you start calling it Aaron's Restaurant, we can't go. Yeah, that's true. No, no, no. My last name's Corny, so I'd call it the Corn Cove. Ooh, Corn Cove. And it would be a little grotto, a little grotto where there's a chocolate fountain with a little river with like a little German boy that falls in as a novelty and screams things as he falls in. Oh, help me. I've fallen in the chocolate river. Like that'll happen every like 20 minutes as a little stage show for you guys. And there will be gummy bears and a tapenaki grill and a tandoori oven. It'll be great. Sounds good. I, I like it. I'm yeah. very supportive of this. Small Belgian children falling into uh, chocolate rivers will be a big theme there. It's everyone's favorite part. It is. Oh, yeah. Let's look at what the audience had to say. The high was $250 million. Wow. <laughs> I feel so bougie. Not surprising. Few people put $0 said, I already do this by choice. I can just cook at home. It's faster and better. So respect. I can see that. The average across the board was around $16 million. So about 32% of our audience was a million dollars or lower. Wow. About a quarter of the audience was $10 million or higher. Wow. Dana put $13 million and said, quote, have to cover grocery expenses, $500 a week times 100 years. I'm optimistic is $2.6 million, but I want more than that because I have to also count for rising food costs. I get that. Yeah. Here's the question. What's your price to compete in a full marathon blindfolded with no breaks? You must bring either a seeing eye dog or a drunk college student to assist. Marathons, huh? Yeah. There are a lot of blind joggers out there, apparently. I don't know if you knew about this, but there's like a real movement of people who, as they go blind, like apparently the California International Marathon has 50 blind runners annually participate. Yeah. That's great. A few years ago, IBM started developing a guide for blind marathon runners. It's like techie wear called the e-ascot and it beeps if you veer off course so it pre-plots the course so that you can run without guidance wow it sounds hard yeah i get very like disoriented when blindfolded i feel like i would feel ill at some point the stress of it would not be good for me well i think we're all going to agree in the end that none of us are going to try and compete in this marathon to win we're just going to partake in it for the money right but no breaks you don't get any breaks no but you just go for a stroll It's 26.2 miles is a marathon. It's a lot of miles. That's way too many miles. I'm concerned about the drunk college student if you choose that as your partner because you have to keep them intoxicated for 26 miles. Maybe they start out really drunk. I don't know if they have to keep. I guess they can if they want to. 
if they can. I think they're going to stay drunk. I think that has to be like you get a seeing eye dog or you get a college student who stays, who keeps sauce by them. They, you have your Gatorade and they have schnapps. Whoa. What's the drunk college student drinking? I guess that's the first question. I guess it's up to the drunk college student, whatever they can handle for 26 miles. But why would anyone choose the drunk college student over the seeing eye dog? I would feel bad for the dog. Oh, yeah, because the dog's not getting water or anything. Let's do a rotation. How about that? You're either rotating seeing eye dogs or drunk college students ethically throughout the race, because that's what blind people do when they do marathons is they ro- rotate out the seeing eye dogs, I guess. I feel like it's kind of fucked up to take a dog meant for someone with a real disability to do like a fun running challenge. Like if there's there's a real blind person out there that really needs that dog. You're training it. You're training the dog. It's part of the dog training course. Okay, if we were rotating the dog out and the dog's got lots of breaks, so the dog's never felt any sort of discomfort and the dogs were having a nice time. They're having a great time. Okay, if the dogs really liked it and it was like a cool day. It's a great day, slightly overcast, lovely diffuse weather. Okay, great. So that so then in that case, I would definitely go for the seeing eye dogs situation. Katie, you're nodding yes. Are you in the same boat? You're seeing eye dogs? Having a drunk college student near me sounds awful. Sounds terrible. In general. Yeah, it just sounds like something. I don't want that person near me. Like they would just be like, and like they might take you off course. They don't know what they're, they're a little confused. A dog has its head on a swivel a little bit better than a drunk college student. I can say that as a former drunk college student. Yeah. I feel so different. I think it'd be so entertaining. It's going to be boring as shit doing this marathon blindfolded, even if you're walking it. Having a drunk, stupid kid next to you entertaining you for those dozens of hours, maybe days. Days? Days? I don't want to be rocking and running for days. God, you guys get, you guys really gang up on me when I say any measure of time that is too long. Because <laughs> it makes it so unpleasant. Days? I refuse to accept days. We're getting this done in a day. You're talking to someone who edits videos on their phone and from their bed. You want me to walk a marathon? I can't even walk down to the grocery store. I live next to the Gelsons. Uh, you fucking millennials. I can't even <laughs> go there. I want it delivered. Deliver me the Gelsons from next door. You can have Gelsons brought to you on the marathon track too. Okay, so you can have food brought to you on the marathon track, but you can't take breaks. So like I could keep walking. Why not? You could walk and have a little bite of something. Yeah, you can send me or Lindsay. We'll get it for you and have it. We'll hold it out over the track and you'll grab it from us. We'll we'll just use uh, yelling. It doesn't sound as hard anymore. It just sounds like you're hanging out in New York City, eating pizza while you walk. And walking a lot. Walking a lot. Grabbing a slice. Blind. You can run for a little bit if you want. If you're like, God, this is boring. I'm going to just really amp things up for a minute just for my own mental clarity. I feel like blindfolded running, I would get motion sickness. I feel like that's a thing, right? Oh, yeah. That's happened to me. Even thinking about it, I'm getting a little bit nauseous. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's not great. People can't see it, but Lindsay's got some dribble that is really unsightly. I'm foaming at the mouth. It's not good. That, to me, is the scariest part, is the being blindfolded and the way that it would make me feel physically. Doesn't sound like it would be good. So it's really about the emotional trauma of getting to spend a lovely day and a half or so, maybe a day. Sorry, Katie. Probably a day. With a seeing eye dog in training, a rotation of them, Gelson's brought to you by friends, family, loved ones at the track. And you just have to really go through the nausea and strain of it. I'm forming a number. It's coming together. 
I don't think it's a high number for me because I'm, I'm looking forward to spending the day with a rotation of drunk college students walking by me as I'm blind, doing bits with them, just messing with them and talking to them about their life. Like, they're going to say anything. So you get to ask these random people about their lives and just have weird conversations with them. I think it'll be great. When is the last time you've been around a truly drunk 19-year-old? What is it? It's Friday um, that we're recording. So that's Wednesday nights for me. So two days. Oh my God. It sounds so creepy when you say it like that. Do you hang out TikTokers? Yeah. You know what? That's on Wednesday nights. I go down to the local cantina where the kids sauce up. No, I don't know. I don't know where to find college students anymore. As a person that bartended for many years, I can honestly say that young drunk people it's not fun. It's one at a time. It's one at a time on rotation, escorting your blind ass down the easiest marked marathon track possible. I just think you're overestimating how fun young drunk people are. I think you're underestimating how interesting it would be compared to walking quietly with a seeing eye dog for the day. So maybe you take your seeing eye dog and your sassy pants and you go <laughs> do your own number. Well, I'm going to. Katie, we don't argue like this because of you. Uh-huh. This is between us. Okay. This isn't your fault. Or is it? I think it is. I think it's my fault. Here's something I'm considering. If I'm going to be doing this for the whole day, it's probably going to be a bit of a media sensation. So I'm going to want to get some really fancy like shoes and clothes and just really be set up for the day. Some fine sunscreens, really anything could happen with the weather. So I want to be prepared for that. But also like medically, something could go wrong. My no like I could pass out, bump my noggin, and then I'm going to have to go to the hospital and that's ambulance there. It's all expensive. Yeah. So I'm at least going to need to make my deductible on my insurance. Mm, mm -hmm. And then any other like physical therapy, anything like that, that could, ha I just want to be, get ahead of that a little bit. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say $250,000. And that's only because the medical system in America is broken. The healthcare system is bad. And I'm just allotting for any sort of medical problems that could arise from any injuries I might sustain in the process. Now I get why your head's out of the frame. Sorry, I didn't realize you were standing on a soapbox this whole time. <gasps> wow. I am on a soapbox. And can I say, you look good on a soapbox. Thank you so much. Healthcare for all. Katie, where's your head at? I don't know. I feel like I've been, I've been having pretty high numbers for all these scenarios. No, no. A billion dollars? No. A billion dollars. I mean, I'd love a billion dollars to never work again. That sounds great. I'll give it to everyone else too. You get a dollar. You get a dollar. <laughs> that, that's like even worse than giving nothing to your friends. It's like just a dollar. I know. Come over here, chef. You're dressed like the Monopoly man and you're just giving a dollar out to each friend. Yeah, I got a billion friends. They got to they gotta each have a dollar. <laughs> I'm almost on team. Just don't even pay me. I don't want to show up to this marathon because the idea of doing a marathon just sounds horrible for my body. I feel like it would take weeks of recovery from that. But at the same time, when I think about it as someone just walking very fast in New York and eating slice of pizza, it doesn't sound so bad. I do it for 500K. I like that. That feels so reasonable. Yeah, that's a reasonable number, right? Yeah. In case you fall down, bump your noggin. I think of all these scenarios as things that could deeply affect my life in a negative way. So I want to be fully compensated for that. Well, you want to be prepared for anything. Yeah. 
And then if it doesn't happen, then you just have a little extra money. And that's also not bad. Yeah. I'm in a whole different boat. I think that you keep the blood alcohol concentration levels right at the legal limit of intoxication for these college students. And you just have a rotation of just legally drunk, but not overwhelmingly smashed college students guiding you and sharing their life stories with you, which are all going to be boring. And I would do it for 10 grand. I I want the money to cover any potential medical costs and any issues. But I just think it's just like I would accept that money and go have this really weird experience. I could add extra money to it because I would want that IBM thing that detects lanes. But you have a drunk kid, which is about the same. Yeah, 10 grand. Wow. Yeah. Keeping it low. Yeah, but with the occasional, I'm going to go a little fancier than Katie. I want Bristol Farms brought to me. Whoa. Yeah, that's right. Not quite Air One. They got a pretty good chocolate chip cookie. Bristol Farms? Yeah. Yeah, they have great snacks. Mm-hmm. Really good oranges. They have a really good selection of oranges. Those sumo oranges. They're delicious. They're perfect. They're the best kind of orange. Yeah, the sumo orange. Yeah. Oh, man. They're so good. Speaking of sumo, let's look at the big costs our audience put out here. <laughs> so the high was $15 million. Okay. It's very high. That's very high. People do not like working out. And if they do, they're going to be a multi-millionaire for it. Oh, yeah. I really like this person. CJ put the lowest number. CJ put $0 and said, I do either option for free. Dogs are amazing and drunk college students are fun as heck. Man, these people are great. They're like, money doesn't buy happiness. We all know it does. The average across the board was $750,000. Oh. And yeah, about 10% of the audience said no amount of money to do this. Whereas 80% of people said half a million dollars or under. So living in the Katie zone. Yeah. I guess I'm living there with you too. You're right on the edge of the, we're calling it Katie zone, half a mil or lower. I like Katie zone. I like that. Yeah. Brian put $100,000 and said, I choose the drunk college student because they would hype me up. Mm. Yeah, that's true. That's expecting a lot of anyone. (laughs) Last one here. Chris put $100 and said, for two reasons. One is for the seeing eye dog. And two, it would probably be a better guide than a drunk college student. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, everyone, for all those thoughts. Really got some insights going. Some real fightful, some real thoughtful, some real fightful people. <laughs> Katie, as we reach the end of our little hoopla here, yeah. we like to do awards. We have some really fun awards we do where we pretty much look at how the audience polled today across the board and then how we, each of the three of us compared against them and do little awards based on it. Great. So, Lindsay, how's our audience sitting today? The total for our polled listeners to do all three tasks today was $17.5 million doll hairs. That's so reasonable. It's so reasonable. There was a lot of zeros out there, but then, you know, there were a lot of high ones too. The lowly Liam Award, that's anyone who is asking for less than the audience average, is at $10.2 million. That's me. And at $15 million, that's Aaron. Ooh, we're two lowly Liams couple of LLs up in here. Then we have the Highly Kylie Award, and that's for anyone that asks for more than the audience average, and that's 1,600,000, and that's Katie. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. And that's amazing. You're the Highly Kylie. Thank you. Love Kylie. It's a coveted position, truly. It's a blue-blooded warrior. Yeah. It's a self-made front page kind of thing. Thank you. You've done it. I love awards. 
Thanks for playing and thanks for being an awarded individual. Yeah, thanks for having me. Before you depart to go look for Go For Gary and really journey America to find the perfect haircut by the creepiest man, what's mm-hmm. going on in your life? What's what's there to promote? What's coming up? You've got a million things, right? Yes. Frankie versus the Internet season two is coming out soon on Tastemade. Cool. Got some stuff brewing that I can't talk about because NDAs, baby. That all sounds amazing. We love non-disclosure agreements. And you might see me on TV next week, but I can't tell you where or when or how. But you might see me in the next coming weeks on television. I can't wait. I'm just going to watch all the television all the time in the next few weeks. I know. It's like uh, just trying to promote stuff that I can't tell you about. Ha, ha, ha. Try to find it. I'm like, go for Gary, really. Wow. Just an enigma. It all came full circle. (laughs) I'm go for Gary. Oh, my God. Cut my hair, please. Okay. <laughs> what about on the internets? Where are you living? Eat it, Katie, on TikTok and Instagram. I don't update YouTube. I wish I did. But yeah, find me on the internets. I came across you on the internets the other day because I've been binging those animated drug stories that Comedy Central did. And you have a great one. You randomly came up the other day with yours. Oh, thank you. Yes, I was recently on there. So Tales, Tales from the Trip on Comedy Central. That was fun. I was thrilled to see you on there, but terrified that the search algorithm knew that somehow your name was in my life right now. And it knew to show that like it was I was creeped out Uh, and excited. That is creepy. Were you looking for shroom information, though? Were you looking for drug information? No, I just I just I just watched their channel and their videos. And I guess it saw that we were doing this today somehow through Google. It was really creepy that it showed up on like it was like the front of my like YouTube like a day ago. And I was like, oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. It's a good one, though. Thank you. Good luck with your search for the true meaning of Christmas. The answer is that it's the friends you made along the way. Lindsay, help me here. It's it's the journey, not the destination. Wow. Well, on that note. Thanks, Katie. Thanks, Katie. Thanks for coming on and thanks for riding this weird train with us. Thanks for having me. Love staying weird. Hey, Linz, feel like grabbing your favorite childhood book and read a chapter out of Ghosty Go for Gary and the Ghosty Ghoulies? I'm going to crack that baby because I'm cooking up a spooky dookie. That was a lot of fun. (laughs) And you know what? We also have a lot of fun making the show. But you know what we love even more? How much our listeners love playing along. If you want to join in the fun, run as fast as you can to your nearest browser and let us know your worth. We're always putting up new polls over at humanvaluespodcast.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, or if you just really like our little show we make, please spread the word. We appreciate it so gosh dang much. If you mention Human Values Pod on Instagram or TikTok, or if you leave us a review on your favorite podcasting app, and maybe like, I don't know, leave us a rating or something while you're there, maybe we'll choose you for a shout out. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Wait, where are we? Oh my God. Wait, I'm looking at the map. It looks like, oh. The credits. We're at the credits. Oh. Wow. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We're your hosts, Lindsay Hicks and Aaron Rubin Corny. Special thanks to our guests this week, Katie Molinaro. Our lead producer is Rob Goldman. Our producers are Shanti Brooke and Aaron Rubin Corny. Our editor is Andrew Sims. And our music is by Omer Benz-V. All information, research, and advice shared on today's episode was expressed for entertainment purposes only. Statements provided by the Human Values hosts, production team, and guests should not be taken as professional advice or fact. Human Values content is a human content production. Human Content.